What's going on everyone? Mike here with the Turntable Teachers and class is officially back in session. Welcome, welcome, however you are listening and wherever you are listening from. Thank you so much for being here. This is our third installment of Graduation 2020, which is our year-end lists. We are still recapping the past year's music in 2020. If you happen to miss our first two episodes, last week we had the top 20 Massachusetts songs of 2020, especially since we are a Massachusetts-based podcast and we are so embedded in the Massachusetts music scene we only felt it right to have massachusetts have its own list so if you are whether you're from massachusetts or not and you want a taste of the music that came from the massachusetts area this year definitely go check that out and then before that we dropped our honor roll episode which was 30 songs that just missed each of the top 20 songs lists uh, but still felt like they needed honorable mentions so those came from the local scene in boston and also the national scene so obviously make sure you check out that episode if you missed it as well and of course today Today we are back with the top 20 songs of 2020. Yes, my favorite songs from the year. On the previous two episodes, I talk a little bit more in depth about how I get here, how I compile these lists. So definitely make sure, like I said, you check those episodes out. But essentially, I think about compiling these lists in two different ways, uh, enjoyability and relatability. So like how much did I enjoy the song this year? Come back to it. How much did I relate to it on a personal level? And then the second part of that is like, did the artist make a profound artistic and creative statement that can kind of sometimes uh, be a deciding factor with, you know, which song I chose from specific artists or whether songs, uh, you know, jumped uh, other songs in, in the list. And much earlier in the year, I did a top 20 mid-year uh, songs of 2020, and some of those songs will be reoccurring. So if you've been a fan of ours for a long time, you know, you might be thinking about some of the songs that I had from back then. This is by far my favorite time of year, and this is one of my favorite lists to do, so I'm so excited to jump in. But before we start, whether you are a returning listener or a brand new listener to our show, need you to please smash that subscribe button, whether you're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, it really just helps us out if you are subscribed, especially on YouTube. Leave us a like and a comment. Let us know, uh, you know, what you think of this list. And again, this is just my opinion, so that's why I want to hear from you guys too. You know, what did I miss? What songs do you think definitely should have been here that weren't, or which songs did I put here that you might agree with? I love being put on to new music, especially music that I missed in 2020. I mean, I listened to a lot of music, especially if you go listen back, again back to the original two uh, episodes in graduation 2020. You'll kind of hear my Spotify Wrapped numbers, all that good stuff. So make sure you guys get in on the conversation. Would love to hear from you. And before we dive into the list, a quick word from one of our local sponsors. If you're a content creator like me, you know you're a perfectionist, especially when working with audio. You want it to be as crisp, clean, and really clear sounding as possible. And if you're an artist looking for a quality sound engineer, you have to check out Mixed by Hex. Hex is a South Shore, Massachusetts artist, producer, and reputable sound engineer, and also the host of our mini-series, Mixing Tips with Hex. Handing your song off to someone can be a scary process, but at Mixed by Hex, they offer multiple pricing plans, all with a specific number of free revisions. That way, you never have to worry about losing your say in the final product. 
And right now, Mix by Hex is offering a free sample mix. That's right. You can hear your first mix of your track before even paying a dime. So I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to www.mixbyhex.com to get your free sample mix and check out their pricing options. And make sure you reference us, the turntable teachers, in your inquiry. Now, let's get back to the show. And without further ado, I'm going to waste no more time. We are here, the top 20 songs of 2020. And kicking it off at number 20, we have G Herbo with PTSD featuring Juice World, Chance the Rapper, and Lil Uzi Vert. I turn the news on when I smell death in the air. Herbo is a Chicago drill artist, an artist that I have been on for quite a while now. I'm pretty sure his first EP or mixtape that I heard was Welcome to Faisoland way back in maybe like 2011, 12-ish. He also had another uh, mixtape called Ballin' Like Kobe that I really liked that came out shortly after that. But G Herbo is a, an artist that kind of fell off my radar a little bit until this year when he dropped his album PTSD. This is the title track to that album. I also had this song on my top 20 mid-year songs of, uh, of 2020 back in when I did this list back in June. It was definitely a lot higher on the list. It, it fell down. Some things just kind of, you know, g- jumped over it. But not to say that this song still isn't one of the best of the year. I love the chilling acoustic guitar chords mixed with the drums. Juice World's hook is equally chilling, and this song is more about making it out of the projects and sort of difficult environments, and really claiming that living in these types of situations gives people PTSD. And again, this is a more of a problem for a majority of black, Hispanic, and minority communities. And this song just kind of aims to highlight that there are less opportunities for people that are living in poverty-stricken areas like ones that maybe Juice World, G Herbo, Uzi Vert, you know, even Chance, how they grew up, and that people from these areas are more likely to end up in prison or even dead. And all four artists portray these themes, you know, in their parts in their own way. Herbo's verse is more hardcore and angry versus Juice World's hook, which is again as equally chilling as the instrumental is. Chance jumps in here with one of his best lyrical verses in quite a while. Uh, especially since you know his, his big day record his most previous record was not that great but i love his cadences and his flows here they're very creative and uzi's outro is a melodic portrayal of the anxiety and ptsd that again people from these areas might be suffering from or have to endure the song is just very on par with what is going on in, in today's world and that's why i think it's one of the best songs of the year really encaptures what we you know all went through and really witnessed in 2020 so big shout out to G Herbo. The album is fantastic. Make sure you guys go check it out if you somehow missed it this year. But coming in at number 20, G Herbo featuring Juice World, Chance the Rapper, Lil Uzi Vert, PTSD. At number 19, we got the kid Leroy with Without You. You cut out a piece of me and now I bleed internally. Left it without you, without you. And it hurts for me to think about what life could possibly be like without you, without you. Really a huge year for indie hip-hop artist Kid Leroy. He's originally from Australia and has that more melodic, emo, hip-hop vibe going in a lot of his songs. He dropped two albums this year. Uh, The first was Fuck Love and then uh, Fuck Love Savage, which was kind of like an extension 
or like a second disc from that original album. Really loved both. And this Without You song is probably my favorite, uh, really, that I heard from the entire album. It's an acoustic hip-hop ballad, I like to call it. This song, I think, was like all over TikTok and things like that. This was a really big song uh, this year that, that people really uh, got into a ton and was very relatable, I think, as well. Really, the song portrays a lost relationship, like someone leaving, and then the anguish of having to pick up the pieces after that relationship has kind of, you know, met its uh, run its course the song is very accusatory of the other person or the other party in this uh, but it even is a little self-reflective as well and i think it kind of goes to show it portrays a nice way of like you know how we might think of uh things when when our when relationships potentially end i think we've all been in this situation where at first we're getting very angry at that person for potentially doing what they did or you know breaking up with us or leaving and then only later on to kind of think about you know how could we have done better? What did we maybe, what mistakes did we make in that relationship that got it to that point? I think this song is just a good reflection of both of those kind of, you know, the both of the voices on your shoulder, the demon and the angel per se, or kind of like, you know, those voices in your head where you're kind of flip-flopping back and forth, trying to figure out, navigate that situation. The Kid Leroy just has a very passionate vocal performance here. I really enjoy that. I think the most out of anything on this song. And it's a song I just kind of kept coming back to again and again and again this year. And... Kid Leroy is one of my favorite artists that I came on to in 2020, and I just can't wait to see you know what he does next. He's super young; he still has a long way to go, uh, despite all of the you know great efforts he's had in 2020. So once again, without you, one of the best songs of the year, in my opinion, coming in at number 19. At number 18, we have Remy Wolf with Woo. Remy Wolf is a California lo-fi pop artist. She dropped a lot of singles in 2020. This was definitely my favorite of what she dropped this year. It's a very groovy synth pop record, really catchy melody. I really enjoy the keys. They're very funky, including the synths as well. Those are also very funky. There's some nice additions of chimes and vocal samples embedded in this song, but really the highlight here for me is Remy Wolf's vocal performance. She just has so much personality and vocal range in her delivery here. The hook is really a perfect example of that. It's just such a passionate, uh, you know, representation of her. I, I just can't get enough of this hook. It's so incredible. It's like, it'll just make you want to belt out the lyrics along with her. This song is more or less about a uniquely confusing love story. Uh, thematically, it's very sporadic all over the place. Uh, a lot of spur of the moment lines, uh, but the quirkiness of the song is really what I think is most beautiful about it. And Remy Wolf impressed me this year, man. Like I said, this is she had a lot of great singles this year, but Woo was definitely my favorite of hers. And she is now an artist that is for sure on my radar. I actually believe that she was an American Idol contestant, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm not really an American Idol fan, haven't been for quite a while, but I really do think that she is destined for stardom. And I think she's clearly in the right direction here. And the song is very indicative of that. Woo, one of the best vocal performances you'll hear this year, coming in at number 18. 
At number 17, we got Jack Harlow with yeah. Tyler Hero. The ones that hate me the most look just like me. You tell me what that means. Make a slick comment and see what that brings. I've seen it go down, we can reenact things. Extreme like BMXing. These boys pussy and they PMSing. People in the city see the movement occurring and say, my God, I want to be in that scene. Jack Harlow, the Louisville, Kentucky hip-hop artist, just had a enormous 2020. His What's Poppin' single was one of the most poppin' songs. Again, I'm sorry about the puns, you guys. You returning listeners, you, you, you know me by now. You knew, you knew one of these was coming in here sooner rather than later. But What's Poppin' was Grammy-nominated. Uh, it's actually something we'll see in a couple of weeks. But actually, from the release of this episode, we'll, we'll, we'll find out if it actually wins anything. But it was one of the biggest songs of the year for sure. His album, That's What They All Say, just released in December. Listened to it a few times through it. I was actually very impressed uh, with the some of the lyrical depth actually he got into and some of the instrumentation he was playing with. Definitely shows that Jack Harlow is much more than just a one-hit wonder with what's poppin'. I think he's an artist that is here to stay. I gotta say, Tyler Hero is one of my most played songs of the year. This Boy Wonder production is phenomenal. That flute sample literally has me in a trance every time I listen to it. And Jack Harlow's bars are some of the most tongue-in-cheek, clever, and eccentric that you'll hear all year. This hook is just brilliant. It's so infectious. I just think he's a better writer than people even give him credit for. His flows too, like, this boy can rap rap like he can't not just rap like he can really spit just with the different flows that he plays with the cadences i just really and then just the braggadocious uh you know confidence that he brings to a song like this it it's it's just so incredible to me probably some of the most sticky lyricism from a hip-hop song that you'll hear this year and like i said that 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 flute sample i just can't get enough of that's like half the reason why it's here a huge year for jack harlow in conclusion uh, you know, again, What's Poppin' is probably going to be the song that people, most people think about and remember from him from this year. But Tyler Hero is the one for me and very worthy of my 17 spot on this list. But a spot higher than that coming in at number 16, we have Tame Impala with Is It True? She just said, is it true? Is it true? Tell me now. Paula is an Australian psychedelic alternative rock artist. Tame Paula, I have been a big fan of his for quite a while now. I saw him at Boston Calling, uh, not this past year, of course, but the year prior in 2019. He released an album earlier this year called The Slow Rush, which I actually ended up reviewing. That episode is out on all pl uh, streaming platforms. This song was also in the top 20 mid-year as well. Uh, kind of hovered around the same, uh, same spot here. And again, this is just a song that I continuously played again and again and again this year. The staying power was here for sure for me. And this is one of the most eclectic songs that you're probably gonna hear this year. Uh, so many incredible instrumental blends. I love the bass and the funky electric guitars. The drums are really great here. And then of course I love the wavy psychedelic synths that all just kind of blends in so nicely together, makes for a phenomenal, just kind of eclectic listen. Tame Impala's vocals just seemingly kind of float over this production. Again, with more with Tame Impala, it's always about the vibe and the energy and the sound than it is a lot of times with his, I think, vocal deliveries and things of that nature. But he still uh, manages to deliver a, a quality vocal performance here. I think his voice just sounds really nicely with this type of production. And Is It True was just a song that, again, I just kept coming back to this year. I couldn't get enough of. It's sticky. It'll get in your head. That, that melody and the hook will definitely uh, stay with you. 
The bass chords are also just super catchy as well. Is It True by Tame Impala? Very much one of my most played songs this year. And if you haven't heard it, definitely check it out. At number 15, we have Still Woozy with Window. If I got one thing right, it was you and me. But I go in through the window so nobody sees. Pull me closer, please. I don't even need you to explain how much longer will you keep me on your chain. Still Woozy is a lo-fi bedroom pop artist from the Bay Area and out in California. And this song in particular was another song that was on my top 20 mid-year songs uh, on that episode. And it fell a little bit as well. Some things jumped it a little, but it's still one of my favorite songs of the year. He had another song that came out a little bit after this called BS that I really enjoyed. But Window was probably uh, my favorite of the two. Window here features a very catchy acoustic guitar chord with some groovy synths. Also includes some bass and a nice key progression. And I really love Still Woozy's high-pitched near-falsetto delivery on this song. It portrays young love that may even be forbidden, but it still it kind of captures the feeling of that, you know, falling deeply in love and trying to hold on to like that honeymoon stage. His delivery is really smooth and charismatic, and it's really just a sing-along song that I feel is one of the most entertaining songs that I heard this year. You'll thoroughly enjoy the vibe here. Definitely more of a summer vibe, but definitely would play well, I think, at any time of the year, any setting. And still woozy is a part of this indie bedroom pop subgenre that I think is steadily on the rise. He is certainly becoming one of the more prominent names in that category, and this song is, is clearly proof of that. Window was definitely one of my most played songs this year, and of course why it is worthy of a number 15 slot on the top 20 songs of 2020. And at number 14, we have Terrace Martin with Freeze Tag featuring Robert Glasper, Ninth Wonder, Kamasi Washington, Corday, and Felix. They told me put my hands up and I'm a hand. I think they got the wrong one. I'm sick and tired of running. I've been searching for the love with I've been looking for a dub in it. Terrace Martin is an artist from LA. He's a producer. I'm pretty sure he's even in film as well. So he kind of just ranges in a variety of different art. He had an album this year called Dinner Party, which I highly recommend people go check out. This song here, Freeze Tag, is definitely one of my favorites from Dinner Party. Probably my favorite because it's clearly making this list. Uh, the production is really a big reason for that. It's jazzy. It's groovy. I love the horns and the trumpets mixed with the hi-hats. Felix's hook is very captivating. I really enjoy the reverb on his vocals here and Corday has an awesome contribution on this song his verse is excellent I really love the line uh, 2020 wrote this in braille uh, you know kind of tongue-in-cheek playing on the fact that 2020 was just a complete shit show the whole song just feels very grand it has almost like a choir-esque uh, feeling in it as well especially in the hook it sounds like it could be played at like a church and of course this song is very synonymous with the Black Lives Matter movement and police brutality and really just the growing awareness uh, of all of these issues, societal issues that we have in America. And Freestag is just a very eloquent and expressive representation of the BLM movement. And really the song gives off a very hopeful tone, which I think, you know, we all could use right now. It just makes for a very enjoyable yet insightful listen. I think this is a song that everybody should totally check out, regardless of what type of genre of music that you enjoy. Once again, Freestag at number 14 by Terrace Martin and Company 
one of the best songs of 2020. Coming in at number 13, we have D Smoke with Free. What if I used to be a president in a past life with a match and a pipe and a top hat in the back of the right? A chariot chasing Harriet through the night. I barely get sleep. My karma owe me much drama. Men and sheep. I sold three last summer. A black bag ain't exact until he got stripes. Beat that boy till he collapsed. D Smoke is a hip hop artist from Inglewood, California. Most know him from the Rhythm and Flow Netflix competition that dropped late 2019, early 2020. And spoiler for anyone that hasn't seen it, I mean, you probably have seen it by now, but he ended up winning that show and come to find out he's actually Sir's brother from TDE, which is, you know, kind of interesting. Not too long after his Rhythm and Flow victory, he drops this album called Black Habits, which I thoroughly enjoyed. There was a song, the title track actually, Black Habits, which made this list in the top 20 mid-year. And as I listened to this album a lot more throughout the year, Free was the one that definitely stuck, ended up sticking out the most. This song is very slow tempoed and more of a boom bap style in terms of production. But lyrically, it's very deep and thought provoking. D Smoke raps in three different perspectives from three, actually three different time periods. The first verse is uh, a president from the pre-civil rights era. D Smoke is able to successfully capture the mentality of a leader set out to divide and oppress African-Americans during this time. Then he fast forwards a little bit into verse two, where he portrays a gangbanger from LA who is in the bloods and attempting to survive. And then the third verse is more of a modern take on a rising hip hop star that has, you know, made it out of these issues, you know, these issues and these these environments, but he is unfortunately diagnosed with cancer. Yet, despite that, still trying to pursue that dream and, and really try to tackle the illness head on. There's a lot of brilliant writing on this. It's mature. Uh, it reaches like lyrical depth that not many other songs did this year, and that is a big reason why this song is on this list, coming in at number 13. D-Smoke just had, I think, one of the best years of any hip-hop artists, for sure. Coming in at number 12, we got Lady Gaga with Rain On Me, featuring Ariana Grande. music ariana grande and lady gaga i would think come to mind for most people where she dropped chromatica which i thought was a nice uh, return to her 80s synth electronic pop style that made her famous in the first place in the very early 2010s the song is beautifully engineered and both give amazing vocal performances that match the production incredibly i could really honestly listen to lady gaga and ariana grande duet on a hook all day long it's so damn good this song actually makes me really miss nightlife quite honestly not that i was like huge into the nightlife before this uh but this song definitely kind of brings me back to that has almost like a club banger type of feel especially those psychedelic guitars and the beat drop just amazing rain on me was a song that made my top 20 mid-year and was right around this spot actually so had that staying power throughout the year wanted to give lady gaga the credit that she deserves this year and for all those reasons rain on me was one of the best songs that i heard in 2020 and certainly worthy of a placement on this list and we are very close to reaching the top 10 but at number 11 we got marlo with future power sources Bullshit. On my get back, cop a bag slow. You would never see that. Use the trap, though. Chop 
keep it up with ya Like I really mean it uh -huh. I don't keep still I just take the scene Marlo is a North Carolina hip-hop duo comprised of Solemn Brigham, who is the MC, and then La Orange, who is the producer in the group. If you like old-school sample-based hip-hop, this is a duo you have to check out. They dropped their sequel to their self-titled Marlo from a couple years ago. This year, of course, Marlo 2. And this Future Power Sources song was my favorite from that album, even though despite the album is just amazing. So if you guys, like I said, you like sample-based old-school hip-hop, definitely go check out that album if you missed it. In terms of future power sources, uh, it's just there's just so many quirky instrumental additions here. I love the high-pitched vocal samples, the horns and table scratches. Really just La Orange's production is just incredibly vivid and colorful. And really Solemn Brigham delivers these bars with such a tightness and confidence on this and i just love the command of the microphone that he has he brings a lot of energetic flows clever lyricism but really much like rain on me uh different different genre of course but it, it brings such a nice refined modern sound to this style of hip-hop and i just love what marlo is doing once again marlo 2 is just one of the best albums i heard this year spoiler might be on uh the next episode the, the top 10 albums list but either way future power sources is one of the best songs i heard this year coming in at number 11 and we have reached the top 10 but before we do another quick word from one of our local sponsors most artists know that studio time can be expensive and difficult to find and while many artists are now making music in their homes through makeshift studios your sound quality could still be missing something that's where qnc entertainment comes in right now qnc is offering three six and twelve hour specials based on your sound engineering needs as well as independent mixing and mastering services for the low price of just forty dollars per track 2021 is a new year, and it's time you got the finished product your music deserves. Head to calendly.com slash QNCENT to set up your first studio session today. And when filling out the inquiry on their website, make sure you put us, the Turntable Teachers, in the reference section of your application. Now, let's get back to the show. Here we are, the top 10 songs of 2020. So stoked to dive in. At number 10, we got Blue in Exile with The American Dream featuring Miguel, The Last Artful, and Dodger. I can't sleep, my mind's catching up to me. Dreams keeping me away. Blue and Exile are originally from LA. Blue is a rapper and Exile is actually a producer. And this is their first collaboration actually in eight years, believe it or not. Blue has been working with some other producers. Exile just did a, a, a project last year, I believe, with Choosy, which I really enjoyed. Shout out to Ed from Brews Beats and Eats for putting me on to that project. And Blue comes back with another politically charged song here. In terms of production, I really love the old school sample-based style that is here. There's some nice rich drums, gorgeous watery keys. But again, Blue's lyricism is really kind of the highlight. Uh, it's raw, it's honest, it's real. He talks a lot about politics, poverty, and racism. Really trying to, of course, shed light on poverty-stricken areas. And just the overall oppression that is present in America still. And really in Blue's lyricism, he's trying to show the hypocrisy you know, of the American dream, right? Like, you know, when people come to this country, they, they pursue what they think is the American dream. You know, does it really, is it worth it? Does it really add up? Is it is it all it's cracked up to be? 
Blue is kind of arguing that's not the case. I think Blue delivers the song with such passion and vibrance. And to top it all off, Miguel has just an incredibly well-written and executed hook that is by far one of my favorites of the year. And this song is just one of the most thought-provoking songs that I heard this year. And so I just wanted to give it the recognition that it deserves. Huge shout out to Blue, Exile, Miguel, Dodger, and Last Artful for compiling such a beautiful song called The American Dream coming in at number 10. At number nine, we have Suitcase City with Cherry Red. Suitcase City are a Miami, Florida hip-hop and pop duo comprised of Mike Gomes, who is a singer, and CXM, who is a rapper. They released a single called Misunderstood earlier in the year that I absolutely loved and was pretty close to being on this list. Ultimately, I decided to go with Cherry Red. That happened a ton this year where I had a song originally on this list. It's happened more or less with the, uh, with the Massachusetts list than this one, but... Again, this was a song that was here, misunderstood, and then they dropped Cherry Red a little bit later in the year, which I ended up liking a lot better, and which certainly makes it difficult when I'm compiling this list, but I guess it's a good problem to have since there was just so much amazing music in 2020. And this song was one of the singles off their album Out of Order that just dropped in the, in the late, uh, last quarter uh, of 2020. And these two, they really remind me of like an edgier Jason Derulo and, and, and Chris Brown in terms of their cadences, so they kind of... Not to say they're biting them by any stretch because they're not. They're very proprietary. They have their own sound. But their vocals kind of remind me a little bit of them, but more, like I said, in a much edgier way. And again, it's not saying that they're biting. It's more a testament to really how talented they are as vocalists. I really enjoy the production here. There's some nice psychedelic guitars. Uh, there's a catchy melody, especially on the hook. And I love the drop with just like the synths and the drums on that hook. And Mike Gomes' vocals on the hook are a huge highlight for me. And really, the whole song is about fighting demons, you know, dealing with a bad breakup, potentially a frustration with, with a significant other. Sort of saying like, hey, you need to treat me like a human being, like I bleed cherry red just like everyone else. It's very much almost like a cry for help in a sense, this song. Uh, misunderstood is as well, so I, I think that there's a common theme kind of playing with Suitcase City. Again, they're a, they're a duo that I just came on to this year that I'm so pleasantly surprised that I liked them as much as I did, but also so impressed at the same time. I think if you like modern spins on hip-hop and pop, you guys will fall in love with these guys if you haven't heard them yet. Suitcase City with Cherry Red coming in at number nine. Easily one of my most played and most favorite songs from 2020. At number eight, we got Healy with Second Wind. The fist full of wind in the back of the Buick. Same one erecting the Madison Hueys. They be like, hey, E, what you doing? Same old, same old, trying to get through it. Fucking and joking and chopping and screwing and robbing them hoodies. And all of my colorways muted. I'm neutral. It's true for the obvious secluded. But dancing with demons of scenes, believe it. Healy is a lo-fi indie hip-hop artist based out of Memphis, Tennessee. And again, if you are a turntable teacher's head in terms of you got, you know, you guys consume all our content, you'll know if you go to our website. Earlier in the year, I comprised a 50 of my best songs of uh, the d past decade, so the 2010s, and Healy's song Unwind ended up making that list. And Healy returns in 2020 with some incredible music, 
Second Wind being my favorite of what he dropped this year. This song production-wise is extremely light and atmospheric. I really enjoy the acoustic guitar chords. They're mixed really well with the drums in the 808s. Healy's first verse to me is very vibrant and catchy, and it's ironic that his nonchalant delivery is kind of what entices me so much. I actually think that's one of the most impressive parts of the entire song. And he just executes so many different styles in, in this song. It just shows his versatility. Like He has some nice cold flows and raps and then he can also do like the rap sing melodies he also shows he can even sing with some falsettos i really enjoy the devil uh sounding vocoder that he puts on uh, some of his vocals i really think it's a nice contrast uh with how light the at and atmospheric that the production is overall this song thematically kind of talks about you know pushing yourself to keep going you know find that second wind um you know achieve the things that you want to achieve even when you know you kind of feel stuck in your ways or or trapped in a sense and Healy just overall delivers this song beautifully. It's definitely one of my favorite songs of the year. I played it so much and huge shout out to him. And I, I just I just can't wait to see what he has next. I think he has an album like right around the corner. So if you enjoyed this song, definitely be on the lookout for his album coming in early 2021. At number seven, we got Freddie Gibbs with Baby Shit. Yeah, ain't nobody ever gave me shit. I had to take this shit, go get your paper, bitch. Rabbit potty training every morning, home I'm cooking dope and cleaning baby shit. Sachi road draping like a nigga got a cape, but I can never save a bitch. Fucking ball player, baby mamas hit me when your niggas play the Lakers, bitch. Freddie Gibbs has to be one of my favorite artists, especially in hip hop right now. Last year he dropped Bandana, which was like I think my number two album from last year. Before that, he dropped Freddie with uh, Kenny Beats, which was an honorable mention in my 2018 list. And then before that, he dropped Shadow of a Doubt and Pinata with Mad Lib, which again, just he, he just has a nice track record of, of his last few projects. And really with Freddie Gibbs, I almost think he ages like fine wine where, you know, he wasn't as popular or really his music wasn't really as good in my opinion. Uh, earlier in his career and only as he's aged and gotten later into his career has he dropped better music and really I think he is the most in his pocket on this song baby shit particularly uh, from the album Alfredo which he worked on with the alchemist and while Alfredo you know wasn't better than bandana in my opinion like I said I still think that Freddie was at his most confident and just in his pocket as he has continuously progressed as an artist specifically on alfredo and this song actually rose into the top 10 on the mid-year it was just outside and again it just goes to show how much i played this song over and over and over again this year alchemist's production is fantastic the horn section is incredible i absolutely love it but freddie really is the star here it's really amazing how effortless that freddie gibbs is able to pair double time flows with storytelling as well oftentimes you only get one of the two and he's able to give both on this song he just comes in with such confidence but yet he still has this like chip on his shoulder as well like people are still kind of doubting him alfredo did get a grammy nomination which i think is the academy kind of just saving face for the fact they didn't put bandana in uh our co-host uh, phoenix rios and i talked a lot about that on our grammy uh preview episode that came out uh, about a month ago so definitely go check that out if you haven't yet but Freddie Gibbs is one of the most recognizable voices in hip-hop, in my opinion. And I think this song is just one of the best songs that he has done in his career. Especially with just the energy and the vibes. So, huge shout-out to Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist coming in number 7 with Baby Shit. At number 6, we have JPEG Mafia with Bald. Fuck that bitch, I changed the plan. Switch my style like I switch hands. Block the witness, take the stand. Fuck out the way, bitch, back it up. Shit better get played in the palace. I can't treat niggas like big deals. Why put up a front, I'm callous. 
bald. I look like Ray Allen. JPEG Mafia is a Detroit, Michigan artist, definitely more rooted in experimental and industrial hip hop styles. And he's just a very unique talent. I really love the instrumentation he's able to use and the ways that he rhymes over them. Uh, they're very off kilter. This is a great example of it. This song was also on my mid-year top 20. Did drop one spot, but still very much worthy of top 10 consideration. I really love this synth heavy beat, but it's also kind of lo-fi at the same time. Almost sounds like it's something out of a video game. And I just love how he rhymes over this beat. I really love how he rhymes over a lot of his beats. He's very creative with his flows. And thematically on this song, he's kind of making fun of himself for being bald, saying like he's so talented as an artist that he can't have it all because I think he gets a lot of criticism from, from people that the fact that he's bald and things like that. So it's almost like the, uh, I would say the experimental industrial hip hop version of like, you know, an Eminem eight mile battle rap on, on, on the final uh, battle rap from, from from 8 Mile. And I won't lie, there's definitely barriers to entry with JPEG Mafia. Uh, if you don't like this style of music, it's probably not going to be one that uh, you will enjoy. But if you're willing to give it a shot, I think this is the song that you should totally check out as the entry point uh, you know, to JPEG Mafia's discography. Uh, I admittedly don't love everything that he does, but this bald song, I just, for some reason, just so sticky in my head, I couldn't stop playing it this year. So JPEG Mafia coming at number six with Bald easily one of the best songs of 2020. At number five, we have Juice World with Life's a Mess featuring Halsey. Of course, in 2020, we lost Juice World, unfortunately. Rest in peace and in power. His team dropped the first posthumous record uh, of his titled Legends Never Die, which got very much rave reviews. I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. But this song, Life's a Mess, really hit me hard in a lot of ways. I think it's very relatable, especially the first time I listened to it. It's almost like a very emotional listen for me. I'm just really obsessed with this vibe. I like the clap track, despite I'm not a huge fan of clap tracks, but I really enjoy that that they put this in here. Uh, it blends really nicely with the acoustic guitars, some atmospheric vocal samples and the bass. But overall, it's just a very moving song and it definitely had a profound impact on me. And I even said, I think on the top 20 mid-year uh, episode that I, I promised that this would not drop past the top five. It was at originally at number two on that list. It did drop to number five, but Lo and behold, it didn't drop out of it. And a lot of the reasons for that are, you know, the harmonious hook that Juice and Halsey have on the back end. It's super incredible. I love the build that gets to that point. But lyrically, I think is where the highlight is here and why, why the song is so moving. It's very eerie based on substance abuse being his downfall. You know, he, he kind of realized that it was a problem for him and that he couldn't shake it. Uh, it still speaks to the self-awareness that he had, um, you know, before his passing and also sheds light on the danger of substance abuse that people understand that if they have a problem and but yet the difficulty to try to get over it really showing that it is a disease. Juice World has really become one of the most prominent figures in hip hop and 2020 was indicative of that no question. You know how many people were just affected by his death really is just a testament to the artistry and creativity that Juice World was able to, you know, bring into hip hop and the creativity uh, that he had. And this Life's a Mess song is easily worthy of a top five choice for me. So coming at number five with Halsey and Juice World, Life's a Mess. At number four, we have Joji with Mr. Hollywood. She said, Mr. Hollywood, won't you come back soon? She said, Ooh, I just want to lay right by your side. 
Koji is a Japanese lo-fi R&B artist. He dropped an album called Nectar this year, which I absolutely freaking adore. One of my favorite albums of the year. Sorry, spoiler alert. And Mr. Hollywood is my favorite from that album. Uh, it's just one of the most beautiful songs of the year for me. Uh, the instrumental is stark with the 808s and the drums, but then has like nice light fluttery keys and a high-pitched vocal sample that really just brings such nice contrast, relays almost like a, a mystique. There's like a mystique to this song, and yet it's also so much so beautiful at the same time. And Joji's sound is very proprietary, I think, in a genre that is, like I said, starting to become a little bit more popular and even a little oversaturated. And thematically in the song, it portrays just a relationship where two people are unequal in status. You know, he's, you know, he's kind of portraying uh, a situation where the, a woman is like, calling him Mr. Hollywood as if to say like you know you're a, you're a star and I'm kind of not they're trying to find a way to love each other right but because of you know his lifestyle and just the circumstances they're sort of unable to do that in another life they might be a good match but at the end of the day if they just try to love each other right in the moment and in that for that one night you know maybe there'll be you know some uh, future potentially but in the end I think there's a self-awareness there that it's probably not going to work out yet Joji just is is kind of passionately trying to explain himself to her and I think he's trying to capture you know what she might be feeling in the moment as well it's just a really emotionally driven and beautiful song that I didn't stop playing this year and Joji is an artist that I think for me uh, came on to be one of my favorites in 2020 and this song was a big reason why and Mr. Hollywood coming in at number four is very indicative of that and we have reached the top three. Here is Dominic Fike with Politics and Violence. I need violence, politics and violence, at least somebody's driving. I need Dominic Fike is an alternative indie hip-hop and pop artist from Naples, Florida. He released his album, What Could Possibly Go Wrong, back in, I think it was July. Definitely one of my favorite albums of the year as well. Spoiler, sorry. And Dominic Fike is no stranger to my lists. He was actually a part of the number one song from last year. He was a feature on Brockhampton's Peach, which once again was my number one song of 2019. And he's back here finding his way in the top three. Uh, Politics and Violence was the number four song on the top 20 mid-year that I had, so he's climbing a little bit up into the top three here. And there were so many songs I could have chosen off of what could possibly go wrong, but Politics and Violence was the one that stayed with me the most throughout the year. And the song instrumentally is actually broken up into two different parts. The first half of the song has some of these darker strings and upbeat percussion also blends in some nice keys. Then it has a nice gorgeous transition to more of a lush, soul-driven instrumental. That second half has a similar melody and syncopations from Frank Ocean's Thinking About You. Not saying that he's biting him or that he's even in, or that he's even in, uh, you know, Frank Ocean's stratosphere at this point. But Dominic Fike is certainly carving a lane for himself. He's certainly one of the most versatile artists I think that we had in 2020. And on the song, he's just talking about how overrated Hollywood is and that fame can often be political. Just basically trying to tell you know, the audience, you know, stay true to yourself. Don't worry about all these you know, fame and all the things that don't really actually matter. And then the second half is more about a relationship or a fling that has gone sour and trying to navigate the aftermath of that and just his sort of 
him trying to deal with that by covering up his emotions with money and fame kind of shows the hypocrisy of the first half of the song uh, but I really just feel like he delivers this song with such edgy charisma. It really just kind of brings it all together for me. Dominic Fike is one of my favorite up-and-coming artists right now. And if you haven't heard What Could Possibly Go Wrong, absolutely check it out. For sure, one of the best albums of 2020. And Politics and Violence, very worthy of the number three spot on my top 20 songs of 2020. And we have reached the top two. Coming in at number two, we have The Weeknd with After Hours. Everyone knows The Weeknd by now. He is an alternative R&B and pop artist, a global icon, one of my favorite artists personally. His album After Hours from earlier this year, another one of my favorites. And I did a full review actually with my brother. He actually guest uh, hosted and jumped on our, on the podcast and we talked in depth about that album. That episode is out on our streaming services for uh, the podcast. And admittedly, it was really hard to pick a song from uh, this album. After Hours was one that I had on the top t- uh, 20 of the mid-year and it just felt right to keep it. I didn't think that there was a song that I listened to on that album this year that uh, you know, rose above it for me. And really what I love most about this song is the dark electronic pop style that it is. Very reminiscent of, uh, you know, of his older trilogy projects. So it kind of gave me the nostalgia that The Weeknd had here. And overall, the instrumental itself is just very dynamic. It, it has a really, like I said, a club type banger. I love the drop, especially. And lyrically, he's really talking about seeking remorse for the mistakes he's made uh, in a relationship, presumably with Bella Hadid, which I think most of the After Hours album is kind of uh, formulated around. It's really the weekend begging for another chance. I don't know how many second chances that this guy is going to get, but hey, you know what? It just makes for great music either way. After Hours is another one of my most played songs from this year. I just had to make this list. And of course, just one of the best songs of the year for me, The Weeknd, After Hours. But we've reached the top spot. No song that I listened to this year that I enjoyed more than this one. And we got Run the Jewels with Just featuring Pharrell Williams and Zach De La Roca. Master academics, cause your grace said you were scholar. Master at Instagram, cause you can instigate a follow. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters. Man, oh man, where do I begin with Killer Mike and LP, the two artists that comprise Run the Jewels. They dropped their fourth installment of their duo this year, Run the Jewels 4. Definitely for me, one of their best yet, in my opinion. Killer Mike, especially the last few years, has been known for his social activism. He's one of the best doing it, has been for a number of years. He's smart, he's intellectual, he knows what he's talking about on a number of issues. And really just the Run the Jewels 4 album itself was such a timely release for the Black Lives Matter movement and all the issues that we uh, were coming up in society. Personally, I really love the instrumental. It's hard hitting. I love the electronic infused boom bap style. It really is just the best example of experimental hip hop production. Pharrell here provides one of the most thought-provoking hooks of the year. It really speaks to the hypocrisy of politics and he really critiques the drawbacks of our capitalist society. 
It's a mature and eloquent yet in-your-face representation and approach to these issues. It really makes you think about, you know, what are you valuing in life? Especially, like, I love the line where he says, you know, uh, mastered Instagram just to instigate a follow. And it's just, but in the beginning, talking more about, like, how Instagram is just kind of making so much money off of us through advertising and things of that nature. Talks about how, you know, the top 1% owns majority of the wealth. And it's really just a power to the people type of song. And really, Killer Mike and LP provide some incredible verses here. They talk a lot about racial injustices. LP especially talks a lot about police brutality. And of course, they bring Rage Against the Machines, Zach De La Roca on the song. He adds some cool uh, vocals to the hook. Also has a really awesome outro verse. I love that they included him here. It's just one of the, I think, one of the best features of the year for sure. I know he got a lot of pushback for being on this song. People saying, like, I hate that Rage Against the Machine is now getting political when... In reality, Rage Against the Machine has been political. It's literally their name the entire time. It's, you know, against the man type of deal. And again, this is just one of the most hard-hitting, thought-provoking songs that I heard this year. I could not stop playing it. It was just in my rotation constantly throughout 2020. And anytime Run the Jewels drops, I feel like everybody stops and listens, especially in the hip-hop world. And I think Killer Mike and LP are just such great testaments to hip-hop as a whole and just music as a whole. So huge, huge shout-out to Run the Jewels for this song just for sure easily my number one song of the year it was my number one song at the mid-year nothing really changed so number one song of the year is just by run the jewels featuring pharrell williams and zach de la roca and there it is guys my top 20 songs of 2020 which is the third installment to our graduation 2020 episodes and as i mentioned earlier Definitely go check out the first two. We have the top 20 Massachusetts songs of 2020, which is out now on YouTube, all podcast streaming platforms, and Honor Roll, songs that just missed both of these top 20 lists. So congratulations to all of our 70 in total songs that were selected. I think 2020 was an incredible year for music. I think because of what we all went through this year, the artistry was just at an all-time high. And especially because we were responding to all the things that happened this year, whether it was the pandemic or what was going on in politics or what was going on you know, with police brutality and Black Lives Matter and just, just, again, everything that encompassed this year, I think our artists were able to provide us with the relief necessary and just, again, the thought-provoking, uh, you know, themes and issues that were going on in 2020. So huge shout out to all artists and creatives in 2020. And of course, like I said, this is just my list, okay? It's just my opinion. So this is not to say that this is the best music of the year. It's just my opinion. Would love to hear what your favorite music was in the comments section. Get in on there. Give me your top 10, your top 20 even if you feel inclined. And of course, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us at Turntable Teachers on Instagram. We're on TikTok now, so make sure you get hip with us there. Head to our website, www.turntableteachers.com for blogs and all the latest going on with our podcast. And tune in next week for the last episode of Graduation 2020, which is going to be the top 10 albums of 2020. So excited to dive into those. But until next time, I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially dismissed. Turn, 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 turn,